everyone and welcome to Barefoot with Spirit podcast show. I'm your host, Leanne the Barefoot Medium, and I'm incredibly excited to connect with you and to be able to bring you channeled information from source, spirit, the divine, universe, whatever it is you call it, to inspire you to transform your experience, consciously manifest your desires and connect with your intuition and spirit. Before we get started, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I stand and on which my guest stands. And I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and First Nations people who are tuning in from around the world. Now, kick off your shoes, take some beautiful deep breaths into your heart space and step into this sacred spiritual container or this container for a connected, deep conversation with my guest, Brendan, who is going to join us to discuss communicating with confidence, which is a topic that I know a lot of my listeners and a lot of people that I'm connected to would really enjoy. Now, Brendan is the founder of Master Talk, a YouTube channel he started to help the world master the art of public speaking and communication. He helps purpose-driven entrepreneurs to achieve their milestones in life and master their message. Welcome, Brendan. Thanks for having me, Leanne. It's great to be here. Pleasure. Can you introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about your journey and how you, you started Master Talk? Yeah, absolutely happy to. So yeah, my name is Brendan. I'm the founder of Master Talk. It's a YouTube channel. I started to help the world master of communication and public speaking. And I also coach a lot of incredible people, executives, entrepreneurs on how to be great speakers. And how the story starts was when I was in university, Leanne, I used to do these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So other guys my age are playing rugby or cricket or footy. I wasn't really into any of those sports. I actually did presentations competitively. That's how I learned how to speak and how I accidentally learned how to coach other people how to speak. So as I was winning these competitions and losing many of them as well in that journey, a lot of new students started entering the program, but we didn't really have a speech coach. And that's how my journey started. And it turned later into a YouTube channel and a coaching business because I realized when I first opened the camera for Master Talk that a lot of the information I was sharing wasn't really available for free when I started three years ago. So I just started making videos in my mom's basement. And then one thing led to another. And now today, Master Talk is much more than that, but that's the short story. Yeah, perfect. I love how you compare, you know, mastering talk with sport as a, as a hobby because we can all you know, communicate. It's just how good or not so good we are at it. And I love how you talk about successes and failures in amongst it because it is really important to acknowledge that sometimes we we don't really succeed in communicating that well, do we? Of course, absolutely. So talk to me a little bit about communication. What is it? What is good quality communication, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me to keep things simple is communication starts and ends with us, right? Communication is so much more than just presenting in a boardroom, giving a speech as an entrepreneur to sell a product. It's every interaction we have and will have 
for the rest of our lives, the way that we talk to our families, our nieces, our nephews, our children, and the people around us. So when we think about good quality communication, what we need to ask ourselves is what are the practical ways that we can start working on the skill in a way that moves the ball forward in all areas of communication? So one example that I can give off the top of my head right now is the random word exercise. So the random word exercise is fairly simple, and all you have to do is pick a random word, like phone, like basement, like ceiling, and you create presentations out of thin air. And what this does is it improves your resiliency as a speaker so that when you go on the, on the next word or you talk about something at work or more aligned with your goals, it's a lot easier for you to speak on that topic because you've done the harder thing. I like that, that it's bringing in resilience and speaking on your feet, really, isn't it? And that's what good presenters are able to do and good communicators are able to do. And it really requires a lot of presence and a lot of awareness of how you're transmitting the information to whoever you're communicating and connecting with. And communication really is connection. And it's how we connect with others. So how we're transmitting that and then what we're receiving back from the other person or whoever it is that we're communicating with. And if we're not present, if we're not in the conversation, then we miss all of those little key words or things that we can then go off and ask other, other questions about or talk more about, don't we? Absolutely. Completely agree with you. So talk to me more about communication and connecting and, and how we do that and how we do it with confidence. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say the next piece, especially speaking on the relationship building piece, Leanne, mm -hmm. is an analogy I'd love to share with the group. So the analogy is the following. Let's say that we meet somebody new every few days, which is more than most, but let's keep using that as an example. So you meet somebody every three days, Let's say in a year, give or take, you'll meet 100 people, right? Very optimistic. And let's say we live 50 more years than where we are currently. So let's assume for the purposes that you're 30 years old and you live 50 more. So let's say until 80. If we multiply the number of years by the number of people that we meet, don't want to make this a math exam, but the question we'd ask ourselves is who do we want those 5,000 people to be? I feel the biggest mistake most people make with relationship building, Leanne is they don't realize how little amount of human beings they actually get to interact with in their lifetimes. In the world, there's billions of people, but we only, can only talk to 100 every year. Once again, who do you want those 5,000 people to be? So the most important tip with communication, and it goes back to a lot of the work that you do as a medium, right? It's the energy, the chemistry, a lot of the, a lot of the things that you can't really explain. You know, you're, I'm sure you've had that feeling where you've met someone, you felt you've known them your entire life but you don't really know why. Mm -hmm. So my, my advice, which is not necessarily tactical, but more, you know, more pragmatic is just have, be willing to have the hundred conversation with a hundred different human beings. So you can find the few number of people that can become lifetime, lifelong friends. And once you find those individuals that you really resonate with, for whatever reason, triple down on those individuals really figure out how you can add more value to their lives so they'll they'll introduce you to more people like you i love that and i'm going to say what what do you do if you're an entrepreneur for example and you're not confident with speaking up or introducing yourself or 
connecting with people because that's one of the real big limits and, and things that holds entrepreneurs back is in order to grow and reach those 100 people, you actually need to take an action. You actually need to be brave and have courage if communication's not your, your strength. For me, communicating is, yep, cool, can do that. I've taught at universities, right? So I don't have an issue with that. Yeah, maths, not my strong point. I hear numbers and my brain switches off, right? And, and some people are the reverse with communicating and with words that they're just their insecurities or their fears come up. How do we bridge that gap between I'm an entrepreneur, I want to grow my business, I want to get myself out there, I want to connect with more clients or more colleagues or people who can help me to move where I need to move and connect with those 100 people. What do I need to do to get over that fear? Absolutely. It's a fabulous question. So I'd say there's two pieces to that at the end. The short-term solution that people can implement right now and the long-term solution, which requires a bit more reflection. So the short-term solution is you could be the most introverted person who's listening to this. That shouldn't stop you from reaching out to people you already know. Not people you don't know, not strangers. We don't want to do that now. We don't want to go to cocktails and talk to random people. Fair enough. But there's definitely five to 10 people in your network that I'm sure you know. I, I doubt there's, there's somebody on this call who knows nobody. That, that'd be... But that that's now that's difficult. That's difficult. But I'm sure there's five, 10 people. So what I would encourage you all to do right now who are listening is just take those five minutes and open up your phone, get a notepad and just write down your top 10 relationships and top 10 relationships doesn't mean they have the most money or the most status, but just people that you really respect and admire and who importantly pour into you. Mm. Write that list, even if you're the most introverted person and it doesn't have to be 10. It could be five, it could be three, it could be six, right? It doesn't really matter. And just ask yourself, what have I done for them in the past week? And you'll quickly realize when you look at the list that most of us don't really do anything for the top people in our network. Mm -hmm. So that's the easy thing we can implement. Just doing it, not even a phone call. You don't even need to call them. Send a little text. What, what can I do to support you? Just copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. So that's the easy solution that anyone can implement. Right. And I'll be hard pressed to find someone who isn't able to implement that. But the, the other piece, which is to your point, right, the longer term solution, how do we have more conversations? How do we get on more shows like that? How do we make our, our message more heard for people so that they can get their lives changed? I would say for me, Leanne, it always comes back to the analogy between fear and the message that we want to share. So here's a quick analogy. Let's say we have a boxing ring. And don't, we won't be fighting today, <laughs> but one side of the rig is your fear, right? So the fear around oh, speaking to people, sharing ideas, the fear and guessing on a podcast like this one, et cetera. And the other side that's much more important is the message. Why do we want to do this? Why is it important for us to share this message? Why is it important for us to grow a business as? And the point I want to drive here, Leanne, is that the fear can never go away. If somebody called me today, and said, hey, I need you to coach Elon Musk tomorrow, I'd probably be very nervous. <laughs> I'd be very surprised if I wasn't, right? But what we need to remember is this. 
as long as your message gets the knockout punch in the ring, you'll always be successful. The goal is not to remove the fear. The goal is to make sure that your fear always loses to your message. So go deep on your message. Why is it important? And make sure it's so strong that even with some of the fear you have with public speaking, that it ultimately loses in the end. Yeah. There's so much in there that I want to pick up on. (laughs) The first thing that you mentioned in the shorter-term solution, I guess you'd call it, is about people who pour into you. And I think I want to pick up on that a little bit and just remind people that we need to be reaching out to those in our network who do give back because it is really important to have open, willing, giving people who are going to support and uplift you and your business. There's no point... Um, reaching out to your biggest critics. You're from an entrepreneurial perspective and a business perspective, it's really important to have critics on your team because they will pick a business idea apart and give you all the things that you need to do and overcome before you launch a program, for example, or a course or whatever. If you're wanting to overcome your fears around communicating and connecting and growing your network, Reach out to those that you know will will support you and encourage you and uplift you to do that, not those who will put you down or or criticise. It's really important because if you're already feeling a little bit insecure, then you don't want people who are going to encourage that, first of all. Um, So I wanted to pick up on that, and that's a great point that I think people need to be aware of. And I'm thinking of a couple of business clients that I do some coaching with in particular who've been holding themselves back about doing that. So thank you for sharing. The other thing I want to pick up on is where you talk about accepting that there's fear and that it more than likely won't go away and fear is there to help you stretch and grow. And fear is saying, I'm not used to doing this or there's something different here or there's something I'm about to take a big leap or a big step with. So that's an opportunity to stretch, to stretch your skills, to stretch your abilities, to stretch your mindset and your thoughts and to stretch your network so that you can really do something different. If we all stayed the same, and did the same thing every single day, it would be pretty boring, wouldn't it? Absolutely. So, you know, I I love that you mentioned those things. And if you are someone that's listening that that finds communicating or, or connecting with other people challenging or brings up your insecurities or your fears, stretch, jump in you're only going to overcome those insecurities and reduce that fear by practicing, learning, failing sometimes. You know, I'm sure you've got many a, um, an example like I have of failed communication that's just gone incredibly wrong. We could make a whole list of all of them. Honestly, we could spend a whole a whole year probably going through each of them individually. Yeah, yeah I would say I would say the biggest one for me was I spoke in a language I didn't even know my whole life because growing up in Montreal, for those who don't know, 
who are listening to the pod, uh, you need to know how to speak French to do well in that city. So my parents sent me to French school, which of course, in retrospect, ended up being the greatest gift they could ever give me since I'm trilingual today. But the process, the journey wasn't so fun, Leah, because every time I opened my mouth, I didn't really know what I was saying. I would look at the crowd of first graders and go, uh, bonjour. <laughs> so I definitely struggled a lot more than most of us do with our communication. <laughs> As someone who's done the same, I lived in South America for three years and I learned a little bit of Spanish before I went. And I thought, oh, I can get get away with the basics. And I arrived and went, oh, my God, I have no (laughs) idea what they're saying. And they're talking so quickly and have many an example of failed communication in Spanish because I just misunderstood or didn't. I thought it was one word and another. I called someone, their their first name was similar to the same word as ice cream. So I called them ice cream instead of their name. And I'm like, oh, wow. So I think what, what was really interesting for me in doing that, and I'm sure you would think the same, is it gets you to, to grow and it gets you to stretch and it gets you to be a lot more mindful and present to how and what you're communicating because you're sometimes switching between languages. I mean, now I don't, but in those those first parts of learning a language, you're actually thinking about what words you have to say first, aren't you? And that brings it back to your point about message when you're communicating and being really clear about what it is you want to transmit really or or put across and how you want to do that. Very powerful. I completely agree, right? It all starts with outcome and intention. And once we're really clear on what we actually want, right, from the conversation, it's it's a lot easier for us to message and reverse engineer that conversation. For, for the success we're looking for. And another tip I can give as well, because a lot of people ask me about, you know, relationship building, what questions should I ask people? There's a simple answer to it. Ask the questions that you yourself would be most excited to answer. So whenever I meet people, I ask questions like, what are you the most passionate about? What are you excited about right now? What's the type of impact you want to make in the world? If you could solve one problem, what would you solve? And these are the types of questions that fascinate me. So if they don't fascinate the person I'm speaking to, they're probably not my people. Yeah. And I think that's really powerful because it tells you whether your values are aligned, whether your goals are aligned, just by asking those simple questions, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, And I think that we don't ask enough questions sometimes in conversation. We get our information out and that's it and it comes back to the intention of the communication is about connection rather than just transmitting or giving information Mm. it's about engaging and really having that flow of who is this person that I'm connecting and in relationship with because it is a relationship and what do they love what are they passionate about how, you know, how do they fit within what I'm passionate about and what I love and how can we support each other? 
And one of the, the questions that I often get my clients to ask and I ask both in business and in relationships, personal relationships as well, that's a whole nother conversation, um, is what, what do I need? Ask yourself that first and then asking the other person, what do you need? And how can I support you to get that? I think we often focus solely on ourselves sometimes and forget to engage with the other person and ask what they need and how we can support them to do that. Oh, yeah, I definitely believe that the empathy piece is, is a missed one, right, for, for some of us. And, and a good way of, of reframing what you said, which I, I thought was brilliant, by the way, Leanne, is, is the idea of good communicators expect other people to adapt to them, but exceptional communicators always adapt to other people's communication styles. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a great example of this. So I coach clients on completely opposite end of the spectrum. You have, you know, CEO, big company, you know, expectations, objectives, all of us. And at the other end of the spectrum, I coach that client's daughter who's seven years old. It's like an added service we do. So let's picture both of those from an empathetic perspective. So when I'm talking to the CEO, I'm very professional and I'm very, let's get to business. Let's get the work done. Let's go through the numbers. Let's look at the charts. And I'm really hardcore and blunt with the feedback. Whereas with the seven-year-old girl who's pulling my shirt at the end of a workshop, she might ask me something like, uh, Brendan, how do I communicate better? How do I speak better? She might even say the word communicate. She probably doesn't even know what that is. Like, how do I, how do I speak better? She might ask me. So most people in that situation would probably go something like, oh, you know, you're fine, kid. You'll probably be a great communicator. Whereas me, what I do because we have that empathy for that individual, I crouch down to her level. I look into Julia's eyes and I go, hey, Julia, I have a secret on how you can become the best speaker in this room. But if I tell you, do you promise not to tell anyone? And then Julia goes, I promise, tell me. And then I go, the secret is share your beautiful smile with the world. And I'm confident that you'll be an exceptional speaker. So it's about having the empathy to know what the seven-year-old really wants. So she gets red in the face because no one told her that she could be a great speaker. She goes there, she presents super well, everyone's clapping really hard for her and she got that confidence that she needs. So empathy is so important in our communication, absolutely. Yeah, and I like how you bring in a little bit of that non-verbal communication as well with the, the crouching down and the smiling and the, you know, and I remember my niece, she loves to sing. And she was being really shy and her head was down and she was singing in front of people, but the head was down and just wasn't kind of bringing the voice out. So, you know, she said to me, I'm not, I'm doing a talent quest and I'm not confident, I'm not sure. So I ended up standing next to her and holding her hand and saying, put your head up and just imagine that you're singing to the house over the back there. And and just standing there and holding your hand and, okay, you can go a little bit louder, darling, you know, and just encouraging that. And I think even taking some of those things that we do with children to adults, we don't encourage ourselves enough and talk to ourselves enough about, okay, you're feeling fearful you're feeling insecure about connecting with new clients or trying to bring in new clients or whatever that might be, or 
podcast episodes or magazine articles or however it is you want to get your message out there, have you had a conversation with yourself to say, hey, you can do this? You've got this. You know, that, that's kind of one of the big things that I think is missing sometimes is waiting for someone else to tell us that we can do it. Mm, I love that. And Seth Godin says something very similar. You know, we're all waiting to get picked. But what we fail to do is we fail to pick ourselves, right? We fail to choose ourselves, as James Altucher says as well. So, yeah, absolutely. And I feel the best way to get there is by understanding the cost of not doing it. You know, for me, when I was 22, Leanne, I opened the camera the first time. I was as nervous as it could be. I mean, I was coaching CEOs when I was in my early 20s. Some of these people worked longer in the company than I was alive. So clearly I had a a bit, just a little bit of insecurity to post YouTube videos as a communication expert. But the reason I pressed record was not for that CEO. It was for the seven-year-old girl who couldn't afford me because there isn't anyone on YouTube, at least on that platform, that they could relate to who's young enough to go, I could be like that person. So if I don't press record, who else will? And that cost is what really made me push the press to push the button. So start thinking about in your life, who is that person that you want to serve so badly and ask yourself, what happens if you don't serve that person? Yeah, I love that. We could talk more about communication um, and tips and hints for people. What I want to ask you is if you were to give people one tip, one key to successful communication as an entrepreneur, what would that be? It would just be a question. And the question is simply this. How would the world change if you were an exceptional speaker? If you're an exceptional communicator, most of us, Leanne, think communication is a chore. Oh, I got to give this presentation. Then I have to give a podcast. Then I got to do this, write a blog. We see it as a chore. Instead of seeing it for what it really is, which is a way to amplify your ideas, to amplify your message. So the next time that you think about your communication skills, go back to the question, how would the world change? if you are a world-class communicator. And if you ever find the answer one day, and I'm sure you will, that will give you all the motivation you need to become a master communicator. Because it's not just about being on the big stages. It's also about the way that you communicate and have relationships with your loved ones, the strangers you meet at a park, the way that you order at a restaurant, and every little interaction for the rest of your life. So what do you want those interactions to look like? And I'll leave the choice up to you. Perfect. Thank you. And Brendan, can you share with people where they can connect with you? Absolutely. So there's two ways. The first one, Leanne, is the YouTube channel. You know, that's the easy one. Just go on YouTube and type master talk and you'll have access to my hundreds of free videos on how to speak and communicate ideas. And if you want to come to one of my free interactive live Zoom webinars and trainings where I coach people for free on those Zoom calls, you can register for that at rockstarcommunicator.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Brendan, for sharing your insights, your knowledge, your wisdom, and your your quirky little um, uh, analogies in amongst it. I love analogies. So thank you. Of course, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
Pleasure. Um, for those of you who want to connect with me further and uh, can jump on my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au, and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode of Barefoot with Spirit. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.